0: Welcome to This AmeriCorps Life, the official Arizona Serve podcast by AmeriCorps members for AmeriCorps members, past, present, and future.
1: And here is your host, Sarah Haber. Well, thank you once again, Nina, for taking the time to be here today to record a podcast for This AmeriCorps Life. This is going to be a very different kind of episode because of all of our different kinds of AmeriCorps members, this is our first year where we're having some members join us completely virtually and and you happen to be joining us today from South Carolina. I am. Yeah, you're starting service as an AmeriCorps Vista with third decade and you're tuning in from you know three hours ahead of us conducting this AmeriCorps service and I'm just curious what that's kind of like.
0: So it has been a fantastic opportunity, and it's not something I ever thought I would really do. So about 10, 15 years ago, when I was an undergrad, I actually completed my first AmeriCorps application. So I started it, and I was really determined to do a year of service. It's something I really wanted to do in between undergraduate and graduate school to sort of get that year of experience and give back and just find a way to connect everything that I was passionate about. And then as most people know, the best laid plans just tend to fall apart. And I ended up taking an internship and put my application on pause for about a decade. So it's um, a very long pause. And then I saw something on Facebook, I think, about AmeriCorps, and it just really reignited my interest in it. And so I sort of took the sleep of faith and I applied with Arizona Serve um, through Third Decade because it just seemed like a program that really aligned with something that I believed in. And it was something that I didn't really know very much about. And within a few months, I was accepted and onboarded. And it has been The best 10 years and three months.
1: And what did you go to school for? What is your background? I was looking at your application and... You have quite an abundance of experience under your belt. Like experience is such a nice word for older.
0: Um, (laughs) So I went to school and I have my um, bachelor's degree in political science. And then I took an internship with our office of the solicitor. So on the South Carolina side of things, that's what we call the prosecuting agency. And from there, I ended up going and getting my master's in public administration. And I took a position following my master's with the office of the governor managing a foster care review board program. So we reviewed cases of kids that were in foster care and advocated for permanency and safety um, in the court for them. So I did that up until about seven years ago when the opportunity arose for me to come back to the solicitor's office where I interned and actually become um, director of the program that I interned for. So I worked with kids that were first-time juvenile offenders And rather than going to court, we put them in a diversion program to help them build accountability, um, learn from their actions. And it was a two-part sort of program. One is to help them really learn from their mistakes, support the victims, but also keep them from getting further entangled in the court system so that you don't have long-time juvenile offenders. And that court resources can be directed to some pretty serious cases. So I did that for seven years, and then this AmeriCorps piece opened, and it was really just sort of this nice opportunity to segue into a different kind of service.
1: Yeah, and we have some members here in Tucson who serve with Pima County Teen Court. I don't know how involved and how much research you've been doing to some of the other organizations that are here in Tucson, being that you are in South Carolina, but we have a partner with Pima County Teen Court and they are a diversion program. And a lot of the things that you're speaking to about restorative justice and holding teens more accountable in those spaces is a lot of the work that they are, they are doing. So now you are in this Vista role with Third Decade, which is an organization, I believe that is, you know, providing financial literacy to, to youth and young adults. Obviously, you can probably speak better to the mission and vision of their organization. But I guess with this background that you have in juvenile justice and this role that you have today, I'm wondering what that correlation is and what kind of drew you to third decade.
0: So it's really interesting because I think a lot of us kind of retrospectively look back and think about our teenage years and our early 20s and think, what would we have done Differently, If we had this opportunity, what could we have maybe added or taken away from our lives to really put us in a different place? And one of the missions of Third Decade is building financial literacy to not only help you take care of yourself, but to build a financial capacity to help your community and help others. And one of the tenants of the program is that when you are younger, when you are in your 20s, you have this time to really invest, Um, invest in your IRA, invest in savings, that when you get to be your 40s and 50s, you lose that time. And so I liked the idea of third decade of really realizing the power of harnessing what you have when you're younger to help you have a better outcome for your future. And it's amazing the crossovers that we've had between the two. Um, I'm helping right now with the project, um, a blog and a podcast about getting ready for the world of work. And one of the things that I think a lot of people often forget is that if you happen to be 15 or 16 or 17, and you made some mistake or you ended up going to court, and maybe you had a charge, if you don't take that time to get your record expunged, that charge kind of sits with you. And then all of a sudden you fast forward to your 30s or 40s, and you're advancing in your career and you're going for that great job that requires that great security clearance. And all of a sudden you remember you've got to get this thing taken care of before you can apply or, or take this position. And so I've been really fortunate that some of the, the knowledge that I had in the juvenile justice world is really transitioning well over to the third decade side.
1: Yeah as someone who is in their mid 20s a lot of the words you're speaking to and in in concepts of investing and investing while you're young i have been hearing that a lot from folks who are older than me about you know getting getting my my act together in that realm and you know it's sometimes a pretty crazy concept especially if you've never invested before and this is all new to you And a lot of the verbiage and these concepts can kind of be complex sometimes. So I would imagine that your organization probably does a good job of really breaking that language down um, for our young adults and youth to make it a little bit more comprehensive. They do. So
0: third decade is amazing. You can actually hop on their website and they have wonderful resources talking just about that, about things to know, things you wish you knew. And then you can also complete the application to be part of their cohort. And I've been going through the modules. And what's really nice about it is one, understanding that it can be really scary. So you do, you do hear this language and it's not something that you're often just familiar with in your day-to-day world. It's not something that you would, you would learn, you know, as I was, as I was thinking about this, I had no idea what compound interest was. So the first time I bought a car on my own and they explained to me what the amortization schedule was, I had to kind of fake it until I made it. Like I knew what that meant. No idea how to Google it. Um, And then when you actually look at that schedule and you see that you're basically, in a way, depending on your interest rate, paying for your car either one or two or even three times over based on your interest, you realize how little financial knowledge you have. And so the mission of third decade is to ensure that every young adult, regardless of what their family was able to teach them for good or bad, their school was able to teach them again for good or bad that people will leave with this foundation to feel secure. So you understand what your FICO score is and how that impacts your life. You understand the words to use and maybe to shy away from when you're looking at a mortgage, when you're looking at finding your first apartment. So it is a way for you to feel empowered in your resources and not to feel ashamed talking about money because I think a lot of us do hold shame in money. Either we grew up not having a lot of money, so we hid that, or we grew up with a lot of money and we don't know what to do with it and we're afraid that we're going to squander it. Or maybe you're just kind of in the middle where you're comfortable and you want to stay comfortable. So third decade really works to give people the right language so they can stay in a place that gives them financial freedom.
1: And how do these lessons get essentially taught to your clients? What are the ways that you are bestowing this wisdom, so to speak, to the community?
0: Well, thankfully, they have the most amazing financial mentors and educators. So generally what happens is you apply and you take what they call a cohort of four modules. You can do it live with a class over two and a half hours or you can do it on your own independently. And the modules are an amazing tool to help you really understand the language. And it really makes you also think you have to really think about what you know and what you don't know about your finances. As part of the program, you have to compile all the information that you probably have stashed in different parts of your house that you don't want to think about your retirement, your insurance. Every different piece of documentation that you have that pertains to your financial life, you put it on a budget form, and then it gets submitted to a mentor to have a discovery meeting. And the benefit of third decade is not just the education piece that's delivered, but you actually get a one-on-one discovery meeting with a financial planner to help set you up for your future success. You You do those meetings. And then at the end of the program, which is about two years, if you complete the modules and you complete your discovery meeting, you open up your own IRA, and then they do a $250 match for you. So you leave this program having all your documents, having a budget, meeting with a financial planner that has your best interests in mind, leaving with your IRA and leaving with the financial knowledge that you need to set yourself up.
1: And who is allowed to participate in these programs and in these modules?
0: So it is anyone. um, I believe it's 25 to 34 is the age range. Um, And it's basically uh, your third decade of life, so to speak. So you can hop online to thirddecade.org. There's an apply now button. Um, They have great information. If you maybe aren't ready to take that plunge, or if you want to learn a little bit more, they have wonderful resources, blogs, and podcasts that come up pretty much weekly to give you sort of financial support. So one of the new ones that's come out is on the new student loan repayment. Um, We do one on just savings tips, annuities. What's the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional? And I will tell you before I, I joined Third Decade, I knew none of that. So I knew I worked for the state. I had a pension. I always heard Social Security was going to be gone before I had the chance to use it. And I thought, well, you know, with the way the climate's going and with Social Security, I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to hope for the best. And being part of Third Decade has really helped me understand that you can do things to help mitigate um, things that you can't foresee and support yourself as you plan for your retirement.
1: Wow, that is incredible. I feel like this is something that all of our AmeriCorps members should look into, Especially having to navigate an AmeriCorps budget. And, you know, I I don't think a lot of our folks are even thinking about things like this because they're thinking about paying their rent, groceries, car payments. But, you know, we are at this stage in our life, essentially our third decade in our life, where it is wise to be thinking about these things for our future selves. And so breaking that barrier of the intimidation factor and, and utilizing a service like Third Decade, I think would be really beneficial to you know, all of our folks that are here in the program. It's,
0: it's absolutely incredible because even if you can just save a tiny nugget of money each month, which I know is really hard, but if you can find a way to just save a tiny nugget of it and really invest it, it is amazing what happens if you just put a little bit away and don't think about it. And one of the nice things about Third Decade is that it is very current information delivered in a way that is completely understandable to lay people and information that you wouldn't really normally expect. So one of the the key pieces that I came into the program thinking was when we talk about where you live, renting versus owning. And I was like, okay, yep, they're going to preach. So you got to own your house. You have to own it because otherwise, you know, rent is throwing money out the window. But the way they actually break it down and have a formula that they go over with you and take your time really understanding what are the expenses of a home versus the expenses of an apartment and where are you right now to make that decision is really comforting because it's not just sort of this blanket knowledge that you could Google. It's personalized, it's individualized, and it's research-based. So when you take the program, you're hearing from people that are in the wealth management sector giving you practical advice designed for your specific age.
1: And what exactly are you doing for third decade, especially being remote? (laughs)
0: It has been fantastic. Well, one, I'm learning what time differences are. Um, I'm learning that Arizona does not do daylight savings time. So I'm having to put little notes in my calendar to know that after next week, it's two hours and not three. But I'm actually helping with grant writing. So one of the nice pivots that COVID gave to Third Decade was they used to meet in person for their cohort classes. And of course, with COVID, they moved online. And what they found was the participation really remained the same. They had great participation. People um, logged on. They did well in their breakout rooms. And they were very able quickly to realize that they could take this program and expand it to other parts of the state and then eventually other parts of the country. So the goal that I'm working with is to help with grant writing to help secure the assets needed to help spread the the mission and the work of Third Decade to other parts of the state and other parts of the country.
1: And are there other programs like this either in the state of Arizona or throughout the country that you know of or are either trying to collaborate or, or work with or do any research on? So Third Decade is really
0: community focused. And so they often partner with lots of different agencies that are um, having similar missions and similar purposes. But Third Decade is the only one that I've seen that does the matching Roth IRA and actually does the one-on-one discovery meetings with a financial mentor that will work with you individually based on your best interests. So rather than just a quick um, crisis phone call, which a lot of the other agencies are focused on. Like, I cannot make my mortgage payment this month. What do you suggest I do? Or I think I might have to declare bankruptcy. What should I do? Their Decade is not in that crisis mode, but it's more in that long-term planning mode. And I think that's what sets them apart from a lot of other
1: agencies. And in your grant writing that you are doing remotely, how are you balancing that at home? I think that's something we've
0: all kind of had to learn is when the world essentially shut down for COVID and we went home, we had to find that work-life balance because I think many of us just decided to sleep in until 10 and work until eight o'clock at night and maybe not shower for a good 24 hours because you rolled out of bed and you had a meeting and you put your you know jammies right back on. And you really have to build that work-life balance of knowing this is my work time. And this is my home time. And you have to really honor that, not just for yourself, but also for your agency as well. Because you don't really want to send emails to people at 3 o'clock in the morning. People wonder what you're doing up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And you want to have that balance because it'll keep you healthy. And if you're healthy and happy, you will do the best possible job you can do at work.
1: And I'm curious how the transition into third decade has been going since it is fully remote and getting to know other staff there and what you have to do to really immerse yourself there, but from a virtual connection.
0: I really think if COVID had not happened, this would not have worked. Because I think all of us, whether we like technology or not, were forced to learn how to Zoom. We were forced, unless you were a first responder, you know, for most people, we were we were home for, for periods of time. We had to learn how to make connections with people. And I'm very fortunate because we have an amazing team that welcomed me. What Third Decade did personally was set me up with one-on-one meetings with each person of the team. So I got to meet with them individually, online, learn what they did, um, learn how to reach them and access them for support. And Third Decade is, I think, really successful because of their executive director, and their team. Everyone works well together, everyone is supportive, and everyone is there to really make sure that you feel welcomed and supported in the work that you do. So I think it was a combination of COVID really prepped us for a remote world and being in a team of people that are kind and having the support of Arizona Serve has been amazing because anytime I've needed something, y'all as a team have just been so supportive to just kind of help transition because all of us are coming from different places around the country, around the state. We're all doing these like unique jobs for this one year contract. And we all come from really different experiences. So I've had to sort of step back from my director hat and now be directed. And that's been both a blessing and a learning curve and i think having the right people in your support circle makes all the difference.
1: Well, i'm happy to hear that Arizona Serve is helping to provide that support to you and to be able to do that from literally across the country and from 3 hours behind that makes me really excited to hear that that things are are going well with you and and you are feeling that support here from the from the Tucson community.
0: I have been. It's It's been incredible. Um, everyone has just been really welcoming and just completely supportive.
1: Anything else you wanted to plug today, Nina, um, either about third decade or opportunities that are on the horizon? Well, yeah, just definitely check out the Third Decade website. There are a lot of
0: resources to kind of help you dip your toes into the financial world. We do have an Instagram page that will be focusing on Saturday Savings Tips. And if you ever have any questions, just always feel free to um, reach out. And the thing that I have definitely learned just in these first few months is finding your support where you can find it. So being okay to make those connections, because you just never know when you need that, that helping hand from someone, or when you can give that hand back.
1: That is well said. And I think a perfect place for us to wrap this up. It is so great to finally meet you. We've been communicating via email, um, trying to get this podcast set up talking about some workshops you'll be doing with us um, closer in January. I'm really excited to learn more about Third Decade and do some independent research on my own and tell all of my friends about this neat organization and and try to get involved in this. Like I said, thank you so much for being here today. It was a delight and uh, good luck with the rest of your service. And as always, please continue to let us know from afar if there's anything else that you need. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on today. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. You've been listening to This AmeriCorps Life, produced by Arizona Serve of Prescott College. Find out more at
0: arizonaserve.org and at prescott.edu.